on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irokti, a yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientolum againom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. The Delta variant is taking hold. Last week, the European Centre for Disease Control said the variant will represent 90% of all COVID-19 cases in the European Union. We just don't know. Uh, I don't think the world knows, at this stage, early stage, the potential impact of the uh, variant. And we still don't know what other variants may come along. The UK has pushed back their reopening. I'm afraid numbers in intensive care, in ICU, are also rising. Since today, I cannot say that we have met all our four tests for proceeding with Step 4 on June the 21st. I think it is sensible to wait just a little longer. And our own reopening is being impacted by Delta, with question marks over the lifting of restrictions and the speed of the vaccine rollout. I'm Fiona Sheehan, and you're listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie. Today, I'll be talking to Sky News correspondent Enda Brady about his personal experience of the Delta variant. I'm in bed, I'm flat on my back, I can't breathe properly, my heart is racing, and I just would say to anyone listening, take this seriously because you do not want this getting into Ireland. This takes off in Ireland. You're back to square one. Christine Losher, Professor of Immunology at DCU, will tell us about the Delta variant and whether we should be delaying the lifting of restrictions. The other thing that's come to light with Delta, which is of real concern, is the fact that the vaccines aren't as good against Delta as they would have been against Alpha, which we've been dealing with up to now. And Eilish O'Regan, health correspondent of the Irish Dependent, looks ahead to a potentially bleak winter. End up, put plainly, how are you? I'm not great, to be honest. I mean, I'm in bed. Um, I, look, I'm sure people have it far worse than me, but it has really shocked me. Um, I, I, I'm quite a physically fit person. I run marathons. I was meant to have run one yesterday, and now I am flat on my back, in bed. It's in my lungs. My limbs are heavy. I can't taste anything. I can't smell anything. I've got a headache that comes and goes, and this is day five since a positive PCR test. And I'm just wondering about praying this goes soon because it's deeply unpleasant. And I took so many precautions. I mean, for every single day I've worked during the pandemic, I can't remember the last time I shook hands with someone. Probably. February 2020, I've been extremely careful, and yet it's got me, and I'm and I'm, I'm genuinely worried. I'm, I, I am worried. And any idea how did you get it? So I covered three of England's matches, the three group matches at Wembley, and I would say I either got it Friday night at the Scotland game or 
Tuesday night at the Czech Republic game, the, the final group match. I live in rural Oxfordshire. There's very, very little COVID around here. And the only time I leave the village is, is to go to work. And there are the two occasions I would have been near a group of people, would have been the Scotland match on the Friday night. And even then, I mean, two metre distance, outdoors, keeping your distance from people, not in any way looking to socialise or mix with people or, or touch people. And it's, it's just so prevalent here. And Wembley is a hotspot. The, the suburb of Wembley in North London has COVID issues. but Nevertheless, I mean, I'm genuinely shocked at how, how easily it got me and the effect it's had on my body because I, I even trained on Monday night around 17 kilometres cross country ahead of what was meant to have been the Milton Keynes Marathon yesterday, which obviously went ahead <laughs> just without me. And I'm, here I am. I'm, I'm out of breath moving from my bed to the bathroom. Are you vaccinated? So I had the first jab and I was due to have the second one. I brought it forward on Friday. And obviously, I couldn't make that. So I've had the first jab, AstraZeneca, and now I'm in limbo land because I don't know when I can have the second one because I'm COVID positive. And is what's happening with you typical of what you're hearing of, of, of other people? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be fairly certain I have the Delta variant. They don't tell you what variant you have. This, this has really got into my lungs. I can feel my heart racing at times. I'm out of breath if I just go as far as the bathroom. And you... Do you think it's peaked? Do you think you're over the worst of it? No, it's exactly the same as it was yesterday and the day before. And there's, I don't have any energy. Um, I mean, I'm confined to my room. My whole family now have to self-isolate for 10 days. So you can imagine how popular I am here. <laughs> so and the, the Delta variant is accounting for 95% of the sequenced cases in the UK at this point. How is that impacting on things, particularly around the, the lifting of restrictions? Well, look, I think it's very significant how quickly the Delta variant has got a foothold here. You know, it started off in a couple of pockets of areas, mostly up in the northwest, Bolton, Blackburn, Burnley, uh, Leicestershire in the East Midlands, a little pocket in South Glasgow. And it went off like a rocket and it's now everywhere. So it's more than 90 percent of cases are now the Delta variant. It's more transmissible. It's certainly a more dangerous variant of COVID and a more da dangerous mutation. And look, it has upset the apple cart. July the 19th, we already had so-called Freedom Day pushed back to July the 19th. Um, there was talk of it being lifted on the 5th of July. We'll be very likely to hear later on in the next 24 hours, I would say, that that's not going to happen. There's not going to be any early lifting of restrictions. And my suspicion would be that July the 19th gets pushed back even further because this thing is pushing rates up. We had 15,000 cases yesterday. We've over 1,500 people in hospital and 11 dead yesterday. My worry would be that we're at the start of the third wave. And, and is that the concern? So that rather than progressing forward to Freedom Day, you're actually going to end up going, going backwards here? Yeah, I can't see how with the numbers going the way they're going for, you know, it wasn't that long ago we had 1,750 cases a day out of a population of 67 million. And we're now at 15,000 a day. And I looked at the numbers in Italy yesterday. Italy's way, way down. Italy has like 10 times fewer COVID than the UK has. And, you know, all this talk about travel in the summer and what countries are on red lists and green lists and amber lists. My 
question would be, why would any country want people traveling from the UK right now when we are slowly getting strangled quite literally by this virus? And what about the, the vaccine program now? Is, is the attitude changing towards there was this, this great burst of euphoria about the vaccine program was, was getting everybody one jab and there was big gaps. Is, is, there, is there now a view that, that the strategy needs to change in that regard? So they're accelerating the vaccine rollout for younger people. Um, they seem to think that more infections are happening in the younger people because they haven't been vaccinated. So they've ramped it up, you know, events to Arsenal Soccer Stadium over the weekend, Twickenham as well, you know, in recent weeks, grab a jab, trying to encourage young people to get vaccinated and telling them that if you don't get vaccinated, you won't be going on your holidays this summer. Look, I don't think anyone in the UK is going anywhere this summer. Um, though I've heard that the Prime Minister is in Madeira today, so that's lovely for him. Uh, Madeira coincidentally put on the green list last week out of nowhere. Now we know why. And if we're watching on from Ireland, okay, yeah, we, 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 the Delta variant is here. It's, it's causing some concern around the reopening. How worried do you think we should be here? Because we saw back at, back at Christmas uh, with with the at the time called the, the Kent variant and the impact that that had had a year, do you think we should be bracing ourselves here as well? Absolutely, one hundred percent. You do not want this Delta variant getting in and getting a foothold. It's far worse. It's sixty percent more transmissible than the so-called Kent variant that everyone was worried about here in December and January. Forget the Kent variant. The Delta variant, if it gets in anywhere, this will mutate. It will keep going. It will transmit. It is. It is singularly responsible for the UK's infection rate going off like a rocket again. And you don't want this in Ireland. I'm telling you now, personal experience. Um, my family, we can't leave the house now for 10 days. This is us. And I shouldn't complain. There's food in the fridge. There's people in far worse situations than us. They're in ICU. God help them. They're, they're really badly broke up by it. You know, I, I pray this will get out of my system quickly. But you don't want this variant getting in getting a stranglehold and getting hold of people because i'm telling you i I'm, I'm actually training for a race that's meant to happen in namibia in november in the namib desert and i consider myself i would be one of the, i'd say top five percent of marathon runners in the uk and physically very fit and this has just reduced me to tears this week and and my heart every now and then my heart just speeds up for no reason no reason whatsoever my lungs are they feel congested. I just It's like a mental fog and it is absolutely horrible. And I, I can't see a way out of it at the moment. And I pray it just goes very, very quickly. Christine, what is the Delta variant and why are we so worried about it? So Delta variant, like all the variants, have a mutation in the virus. And this would be quite normal for a virus to mutate over time. Um, it has two mutations in the spike protein. Um, so we know about the spike protein because that's what causes your immune response to make the antibodies to the virus. And there's two mutations in that spike protein, uh, which means that the spike protein is a little different. Um, but it means in this case of Delta, that it's more easily transmissible. So it's better able to cause infection. Um, so, for example, if you had the Delta variant, you would have a higher, far higher chance of infecting more people than if you had the previous Alpha variant that we were dealing with. The other thing that's come to light with Delta, which is of real concern, 
is the fact that the vaccines aren't as good against Delta as they would have been against Alpha, which we've been dealing with up to now. So, for example, with Alpha, you would have got very high levels of protection against the infection, up to 90%, even with Pfizer. Um, and that's reduced somewhat to into the 60s um, with two doses of Pfizer um, for the Delta variant. And we see the same with AstraZeneca, a much lower level of protection against the infection. So the Delta variant originated in India. Uh, where they originate really doesn't, doesn't matter, but where variants sometimes originate is where there's lots of infection um, and uncontrolled infection, which there was in, in India at the time. Um, so they're random mutations, and if they confer an advantage for the virus, like they infect more people more easily, then that variant becomes dominant, which is what we're seeing happening at the moment. And in, in terms of how, how does it get here, and then once it's here, it, how does our vaccine program in, interact with it in, in terms of, as you say, you, you, can, you can still get ill, but the, the vaccine will give you a greater deal of protection? So, I mean, variants that originate in other countries predominantly come in through travel. And I suppose that the biggest issue that we've had um, uh, with the Delta variant is that it became very dominant in the UK very quickly. And given our proximity and the level of travel between Ireland and the UK, um, we now have cases of Delta here. Um, the biggest issue for the vaccine rollout is that the vaccine rollout was designed with alpha in mind um, and Delta has somewhat changed things. So because we know that second doses are absolutely vital now for protection against Delta, um, the vaccine program really is playing catch up on the second doses. Um, so, for example, if you got a first dose of AstraZeneca, your protection against Delta is 30% with the first dose, but up into the 60% with the second dose. So there's a huge difference between first and second dose um, coverage with the vaccine, which we weren't considering when we had alpha um, in our sites. And then what is Delta Plus and is it here yet? So Delta Plus is um, like another variation of the Delta variant. So there's actually three different types of, of um, slightly different variants within Delta. And Delta Plus is another one of those. And Delta Plus makes it sound like it's a super, super duper version of Delta, which sounds really bad, but actually it just means it has an additional mutation. We're not quite sure exactly what advantage this mutation will give it yet. Um, what we do know is that it's quite prevalent in a number of countries. So the US and the UK actually have the most cases of Delta Plus. Um, interestingly, India actually has a very low number of cases um, and India, like the UK, are very good at tracking their variants. Um, so there's actually quite a low number of, of um, Delta Plus cases in India. And interestingly, um, their, case, their cases have, have been present in India um, from April and they haven't exploded in number. So it may indicate that it's not going to be a huge issue. But it's, it's too early to tell and too low in numbers in countries to really tell what, what it might do in the future. But it has an additional mutation. Um, and actually, that mutation is the same one that's in the Brazilian variant. Um, and that might mean a problem for vaccination rather than transmissibility. And would you view the, the, the Delta variant and its, its transmissibility as a reason to be very cautious in the lifting of restrictions from now on. Yes, I would. And the reason for that is 
that the transmissibility of this is far worse than Alpha. We saw what happened with Alpha earlier in the year. We are more prepared for Delta. So I, I, I do agree that we're more prepared for Delta. I do agree that we have um, a lot of people vaccinated. Our biggest issue at the moment is that we've developed, because of our vaccination program was focused on Alpha, we've developed this gap in a certain age cohort of lack of second vaccine. So the 60 to 69 year olds, only 24% of them um, have had a second dose, which means they are actually the least protected of all the vaccinated cohorts. So that the problem that we have with um, opening up is, you know, not just that those individuals are, um, are vulnerable if they go into an indoor setting, but actually if Delta cases start to increase, those people will be more vulnerable in any setting. So I think, you know, a lot of comments about people saying, well, then, you know, if you're in that cohort and you haven't had your second vaccine, just don't go into indoor settings. But if Delta becomes more prominent, they're automatically uh, more at risk. Um, so this issue has arisen because our vaccination program was focused in a particular direction. Um, and now that direction has changed. Um, the other big issue that we have, obviously, with opening up is that we have a huge unvaccinated population in our younger population. So about half of Delta cases are in people who are under the age of 34. Um, and the problem is that while Delta is more transmissible, it is also um, there's an increased risk of hospitalization. So but there's about twice the risk of hospitalization as there would have been with Alpha. Um, and the UK has seen lots of hospitalization in younger adults. Will will short delays to to lifting of restrictions actually make any difference at all here? Yes, I think they'll make a big difference. Um, and the reason for that is that um, the, the biggest concern that we have at the moment is that we have a cohort of individuals that don't have second doses and therefore they are at risk. If you delay opening by a few weeks, you're not going to really delay the fact that Delta is going to increase in numbers. We're going to see that regardless of when we open. The difference of waiting a few more weeks is that we will be doing it at a time where our most vulnerable and older population is more protected. So therefore, the impact that Delta will have will be much less. And I think the focus should be on mitigating the impact of Delta because we are not going to be able to stop Delta. It's already here. And regardless of when we open, case numbers will go up. But the impact of the rise in case numbers will be much less if we wait those few weeks. Irish Independent Health Correspondent Eilish O'Regan has been covering the pandemic since the start. Eilish, are you concerned that we're heading for a bleak winter because of the Delta variant? Well, um, obviously, we'll be all heading indoors again, so that always increases the risk of of transmission. But um, I suppose the the big unknown is is what what other variants um, will will we uh, have to um, fight um, the, the now at um, by the autumn there'll be a very good level of uh, coverage um, uh, with with COVID nineteen vaccines and that will give us a very good foundation because we we know that if you are vaccinated fully with with two doses that you, your your chances of getting seriously ill are much much reduced now of course nothing is a hundred percent safe so it it very much depends I suppose on what kind of variants are are, are circulating how how effective the the vaccines uh, will be um, against them I suppose the other concern which um, scientists are um, worried about really would be a big surge in 
in in flu, uh, the, the spread of flu, because we, as you know, uh, last year, last winter, we hardly had we with absolutely very little flu, and uh, that was because we were all keeping apart so much uh, because with with the coronavirus uh, restrictions and all of that. I just wonder what's going to happen in the autumn. Say, for instance, we were to re- reduce the, the social distancing rule from two meters to one meter. Do we say we don't need social distancing in in certain situations? Then um, does that give leeway for the flu to to catch hold? And we weren't exposed to the flu flu last winter, so our immunity wouldn't be as as good as it should be. That's to be taken into account. And then also we'd have to come to a decision as to whether or not you, you know, we vaccinate children and they'll be going back to school. Now, some scientists say that we, we need to vaccinate children. It's not just adults, you know, so, so the virus will still be circulating in an unvaccinated group. So we're not out of the woods just yet. You were listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie, produced by Mary Carl and sound designed by Dara Kelly. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and you can read the latest by Alicia Regan on the Delta variant in the Irish Independent and independent.ie.